I had nothing to say. <laughs> this is Corey and this is the other at the podcast. Oh, it's real late, guys. Uh, <laughs> this is Rob. Uh, this Welcome to episode 372 of the other at the podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA studios. Hi, above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on Podcatcher of Choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash the Anthem. And, and boy, oh boy, is this a return of OTA after dark. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, while everyone else is partying it up, because, you know, pandemic's over, uh, we're here podcasting. Yay. <laughs> we had originally planned to do two. I don't imagine we're going to be able to get two done tonight. Probably but. not, no. <laughs> uh, but what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this episode will be released uh, normally. Yes. Uh, as you're hearing it. Uh, but next week I will be in Maryland. So we will be recording some sort of uh, uh, evergreen content. Sure. Uh, evergreen so, is that what we call it? Yeah. So if you uh, are watch, watching this, listening to it, and uh, find yourself uh, saying like, you know, like, oh, next week I can't wait for them to tackle the thing where this happened. Uh, it's not going to be this next week. <laughs> Because we'll have some evergreen content instead. But uh, it will continue the long run of consecutive weeks of podcasting that we have done here. So, Corey's traveling. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, fi- finally going to go home and see everyone that I haven't seen for a year and a half. So, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any of you fine folks who are listening to me who uh, live in Baltimore and know me, want <laughs> to say hey or whatever. Uh, Do they out. have to know you or I mean, are you like welcoming all comers? What's the I wouldn't say welcoming all comers because uh, I-, I feel like I mean, if somebody saw me and said like, hey, I listen on the podcast and like we just like happened in a place, mm-hmm. I would say like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And, you know, like do that whole thing. But uh, I, you know, I- I'm not saying like, here's my itinerary to make sure you show up at the ball game at this day because I'll be sitting right here uh, and I'm looking for somebody to walk up and just be like, Hey, I know you. Is that a, is it because of the comments that I make on the podcast? Is that why you're not giving out your itinerary? <laughs> it's not that I think that people will associate me with you in that way, but yeah. uh, it's the worry. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the, it's the uneasy feeling deep within. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, my, my that one day Rob said this and I'm like, Oh God, what am I going to have to fucking defend? My policy is more of the uh, the meetup of the Joshes, uh, which isn't on our, our agenda for this week, but that happened this week. Uh, did you even hear about that? Oh, uh, so a Facebook event was created in 2019 for 2020. That was like uh, I, so a guy sent out a message to like 500 people, and it was like, uh, I wonder uh, if you – does anybody know why I've I called you all here? And then um, that somebody realized that like everyone in it was – Named Joshua and had the nickname Josh. Yeah. And so they were going to have a battle of Josh's. Okay. But it got canceled because of uh, COVID. And then so basically they posted on the Facebook event, like one year from now, we're going to do it. And there was a field in some Western Pennsylvania outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they all met and they had a battle of the Josh's and the, some like a uh, four year old was crowned uh, King Josh. Yeah. He's the only one who's allowed to use the nickname Josh. From now on. So now everyone's Joshua again? Yeah, everyone's Joshua again. I feel like that was probably gained Man. a bit because, like, how did a four-year-old beat a bunch of grown men? But, you know. All I'm saying is uh, if I was a Josh and I identified as a Josh mm-hmm. and you made me go to Joshua. Yeah. I think if I was eliminated from any of these games, I would have, like, a legendary minor league manager manager. 
meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> like in front of everybody. Like, uh, uh, it's, yeah, I would not be happy about having to go, like, feeling like I have to go to by Joshua now. Yeah. Like, just because I lost a hacky sack or like a, <laughs> like a potato sack race to a fucking four year old. I would offer if you, as a grown man, show I mean, up if you to kill a, him, are you, is there like an ascension of Josh? No, like, no. It, if the four year old dies in mysterious circumstances, does the number two Josh fall? now? I don't think so. I think it goes back to the, the official uh, Josh. It goes back to the battle. Yeah. So, okay. So it, 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 you have to settle it like Mortal Kombat. Like or, you have to come for the annual. <laughs> if the parents put uh, Josh on the tombstone, maybe it's that forever. Right. Like, oh, he's the last Josh. one. Yeah. Highlander. Right. There can only be one. <laughs> Although Highlander doesn't ever die, it just passes, right? It's a title. But uh, I would say that if you're a grown man and, <laughs> and then you, you start showing you show up to your like little cousin's place and his name is Josh and you're just like, Hey Josh, how's it going? I'm Joshua now. <laughs> I lost the Josh. You're really offending me by bringing this up. Yes. Uh, if I'm you. being honest. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder that I'm no longer a Josh. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you get out of my house. Uh, and then it's just like, what the fuck? It's like, you don't know about the battle of Josh's? It's like, clearly not. <laughs> if you're a grown man and you showed up to a Facebook event for the battle of the Josh's, yeah. um, I think you have to go by Joshy from now on. That's that's it, Joshy. Jo- Joshy? Uh, Joshy, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're, you, uh, you've lost any. Joshua sounds too adult for a man who would show up to a Facebook See event. See, the okay. The you know what? Really, first one, all in good fun. Yeah. The next couple, probably the same. It, You know. Next year might be a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. so it might be a little bit more fun. And then year three, it keeps going and going. At some point, it'll hit a critical mass, though. And then it'll be like the, uh, this has to be sponsored. And then the Josh Rose people yeah. will yeah. start sponsoring the Battle of the Joshes. And then it'll be on ESPN, the Ocho. And then the contracts will just get out outrageous. And the, See, the, I thought about you're going to start injecting kids with the uh, fucking steroids or painkillers so they can you think, compete in the battle of the Joshes. You're thinking like long term, but it's short term in my mind, because in my mind, I think about like 500 years from now where every town always has to have one person named Josh in it. Yeah. And they send them to this place in Western Pennsylvania where there's <laughs> a battle to the death and there can only be one Josh. And someone, they, Josh, you know, a thousand years from now is just like, Dad, Why? Why am I going to battle it out with all these other Joshes? And they're like, son, it was written in the good book uh, a thousand years ago. That uh, what book? The the book of face. The book of face. Uh, that is where it was written, and we have to do and this. The now. great book. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I would do that. Uh, I just expect people everybody. reading. <laughs> I'd like to read an excerpt from the book of face. <laughs> Karen, Karen two twenty seven thirty three. I'm not saying that the the neighborhood is full of crime, but certainly something has changed. Can we all agree? <laughs> like, Amen. Yes. <laughs> By the way, uh, for you Christians at home, that may put you put you in a different perspective. Because uh, open up the book of Timothy and uh, take a look. <laughs> just, Timothy was a bit of a Karen. Bit of a Karen, just uh, filled with relationship statuses, all kinds of drama. How are you in an open relationship with someone you've been in a relationship with for five years? This doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, oh, you found the love of your life, did you? Uh, oh, uh, Peyton, Peyton, you found the love of your life. Great. Third time this year. Excited to meet him. Great. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Thanks. Uh, Should I yeah. commit this name to memory? <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, 
I don't know how serious this thing is going to become in the the future years. The Battle of the Joshes, yeah. I don't know if it'd be a be an ESPN Ocho event or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I might have to uh, give the first baby a Josh, boy or girl. Just call him Josh, and <laughs> then they go battle it? it. Yeah, just like fucking ace bandage a knife to them. Okay, and send them off to Pennsylvania. <laughs> So Chadillac <laughs> moves to the second child. Josh well, maybe it's a m- middle name. Jo- Josh Chadillac, Josh, Josh Chadillac Baker. <laughs> uh, I see your dad rolling his eyes right now. Just, there's nothing good about that name. Joshua? No, terrible. Chadillac's fine. I can live with it. Don't it's a middle dare, name, right? Don't you dare name him Josh. Don't you dare sully the good Baker name. Uh, well, fucking Josh. I was going to say, let's see, uh, what else, what do we have on the actual agenda for this week? Um, speaking of calling people names, I guess, uh, I got a few names I'd like to call uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Number one on the list is... Large Marge? Uh, no, I mean, no, number one on the list was like... Uh, <laughs> like, girl, if you think acting out and being crazy <laughs> and calling people Nazis is going to cool. somehow get me... Off your radar. <laughs> you don't know me very well. Uh, let me, let me, let's say, first of all, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you guys don't remember. Uh, my short- favorite, one of my favorite parts about Rob is like, uh, I'll have a conversation with him where he's just like, if I was to ever date anyone again, it, uh, I'm cutting out brunettes. They're just done. That's mm-hmm. just never going to happen again. Yep. Uh, and I'd be like, that's a fucking ridiculous statement. And you'd be like, nope, it's how I feel in my heart. I can't do it again. And then, there will be one girl so crazy that the brunette doesn't matter. And it's just like, I will do anything to be near this crazy woman. And then you will, uh, <laughs> much like Marjorie Taylor Greene, there is like the, the like, I don't care how right wing and fundamentally different you are from me in every single way. I want you to I will bet life. you. I, I will bet you. My, I want you to ruin my life. That's a, yeah, uh, by the way, the, for those of you who've been playing along with us for several years, uh, we had yet another incident of uh, a friend of the show, former uh, slash current, I guess. Uh, I'm choosing women over the producer. I don't know how that works. But mm-hmm. producer Roberto sent me a picture uh, that had several women in it that he was familiar with. He was at home in Mexico. And uh, just sent me a picture. And I, was, I said, oh, that one, second from the left, She's hot. And he was like, that is the craziest girl I have ever <laughs> met in my life. And I said, I am undefeated in the ability to look at any room full of women and pick out the craziest girl and be like, that's the one. That's the one I'm going to go for. Um, so, you know, if you happen to listen to this and you are uh, what you might consider an ex of mine, take that into consideration. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, undefeated. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's um, why Rob walks up to girls at, at parties and he's just like, so uh, how do you feel about like healing crystals and stuff? <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love it. Do you want to talk about it? It's like, oh God. sure, let's just go. <laughs> let's just go back to my place and we'll discuss it a little bit more. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> she wants to go back and show me her healing crystals <laughs> and introduce me to her cat. I've got to go. Aren't you deathly allergic to cat? It's all right. Bruh, it's the healing crystals are there too. It's, it's fine. Gonna fine. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> She's <laughs> got a yellow one that's really gonna change my vibe. She's changed herself to my. To my <laughs> right here, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh lord. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, who is literally like the embodiment of all of my uh, issues, brought to life. Yeah. Just short and blonde and crazy 
batshit crazy. Uh, and, of course, conservative, because if she was liberal, there'd be a redeeming quality. So now it's like, oh, you're all of the things that are ruinous about my life. Uh, right. Like, yeah. The, She's nothing but red flags. You need to have flags. like a James Carville thing going on in your... She's nothing but red flags. But baby, I'm a bull. So <laughs> I just go charging right in there. Uh, on top of all of that, she... And, and I think I told you when we were talking earlier, like we could have taken a bet. We could have taken a bet on like, how long is it going to take this crazy broad to compare Nancy Pelosi to Hitler? Yeah. I would have lost that bet because I would have said like 60 days. Turns out it was May, <clears throat> which is, you know, like a... Five months into being, yeah, we're in like the house. we're like 150 days or yeah. so, and probably yeah. at this point. Uh, but uh, so I mean, like Congress started before yeah, Biden they, did. They, so. they start on the third, so hey, yeah. an extra three weeks. Yeah. If you had said 200 days, you'd be like right on the cusp. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> fell short. Okay. Um, but so uh, she went on a podcast because uh, that's what people do now. Yeah, um, it's the medium of conversation. They probably had to explain to her what a podcast was before she went on it. Uh, she was like, so I just go in my closet and I'm talking to my phone. And they're like, yeah, that's that's what it is. You don't need to explain to me. I've been on Alex <laughs> Jones before. <laughs> uh, and uh, this was a conservative po- podcast called like Around the Water Cooler or something unoriginal and conservative, uh, which is what you would expect. <laughs> sounds like such a. <laughs> it's po- it's a political podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Around the Cooler where we talk about water coolers and things related to water coolers. I just it's been a big it's been a big week. <laughs> there's two guys just like us. They were standing around their water cooler at work and they're like, you know what? I bet people would really like to listen to this. <laughs> and they're like, what are we gonna call it? What? The around water the cooler. Water cooler. But yeah, 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 that sounds great. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And then for the first hundred or so episodes, it was just like talking about nonsense and like yeah. things that are happening in their life, and now they're t- interviewing Marjorie Taylor Green. It's just like well, to be fair though, I mean like all they really taking a right turn somewhere along the Somewhere last year, one of the guys said something crazy. Now, I say crazy shit on the left. The guy on the right was like, hey, 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 maybe this drinking chlorine thing was is really going to work. And now he's got Marjorie Taylor Greene. And all I'm saying is, AOC, the fuck do I have to say <laughs> to get you to come on the show? Like, you're the crazy broad on the left. They got the crazy broad on the right. I mean, come on. Anyway. Uh, See... <laughs> I think there's a. Oh, did she not respond when I say things like broad? Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> I think there. Possibly. Flash might, is going to send me a message about <laughs> that. that yeah. My my ironic but unironic seemingly use of the word broad to describe AOC it, on top of it all. You know what, though? I, I kind of like it because uh, uh, I've noticed that Biden just uses the term folks. Uh, I mean, like, this is a, a known thing about him. He, it's like part of the impression of Biden. But I was like, it's kind of brilliant because it, it checks all boxes. It's like, you know, it's not uh, like, you know, like all men are created equal and there's like a, yeah. a man woman thing going on there. Uh, it's just sort of like, you know, anyone is a folk. Yep. <laughs> if they're in a group. I mean, uh, Jen, Jen, could go out there one. And, Jen could go out there and sell it and be like, listen, the last 10 years, you guys didn't know this. He switched the KS <laughs> to an X. He's been saying folks this entire time. <laughs> He's been ahead of the curve when it comes to leading the LB- LGBTQ community. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Thanks. Anyway, uh, let's not talk about the children in cages at the border. Go ahead. Yeah. Because uh, there's still kids in cages at the border. Like yeah. 40,000 of them. It's, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. Um, Hopefully getting better, but. Uh, at some point, but we'll see. Speaking of children in cages, though, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, described uh, fuck, uh, her name just jumped out of my head. Um, Pelosi. Pelosi. I almost said Pisaki, which is not Jen's last name, but I keep 
saying it's Paseki. Yeah, it's Saki. Saki, yes. Like uh, all run together. Like getting Saki at the Japanese place. Right, yeah. but there's a lot of extra letters in it that shouldn't be. Right, the P is silent. Yes, and there's like an A and a C and a K, and an E and an I, but it's Saki. No E. Okay. P S A K I, I think. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the guest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Pelosi, she said <laughs> that. I, you know, to be fair, I made fun of the water cooler podcast <laughs> and then immediately was just like, no, I'll tell you how to spell Jen Saki's last name. This will be entertaining content for everyone listening. So uh, Marjorie Taylor Green went on a podcast <laughs> and she said that. Um, Forcing the Republican members of Congress to either prove that they were vaccinated or continue to wear their masks was much like a group being forced to wear yellow stars or be put on trains and then put into death camps, which fun historical note, people were forced to wear stars and then put on trains to death camps. Not one or the other. Uh, in fact, I think that, like, you know, Holocaust would have been a lot less Holocausty if they were just like, you keep wearing those stars we're putting you on the trains. The people would have been like, oh, all right, well, star it is, then cool. Uh, no problems here. Um, but uh, also, it's a fucking mask. And you can get around it by showing you're vaccinated. And also, members of Congress had access to vaccinations. Far before the general public. Yeah. And a bunch Lots of them, before. like Marco Rubio, got them like way early. Oh, yeah. Oh, Marco Rubio, who, uh, to remind you, uh, talked shit about vaccines and then lined up the fucking first to get one. So good job, Marco Rubio. Um, but he's a hypocrite and a Republican. I'm sorry. <clears throat> he's a Republican. I didn't mean to speak double speak there uh, unnecessarily. But uh, so she's in hot water again. And I mean, it just basically comes down to. Does is anybody surprised by this still? Like, you just elected Karen to Congress, and Karen's going to do what Karen's going to do. She got chastised already by the body. She is basically on the outs. Uh, She votes, and that's basically it. She got all her committee assignments taken away, the whole nine. Yeah, and uh, she's going to say crazy shit. That's what happens. So here, why don't you uh, flip the camera over this way, and I'll talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene for a while while. People try and sneak into the oh, apartment. Wait. Is that uh, producer Roberto coming back? Home? <laughs> Come on in, producer Roberto. Say hi to all the folks. I think I pretend it's not them. <laughs> I think I pretend we didn't hear the lock. <laughs> they're coming home from their date, and they're just going to pretend that, that nothing's happening. I mean, this do is- you have some young up-and-coming starlet who would like to say hi to all of our friends with you? Oh, it's going to be super embarrassing if his girlfriend's not the one with him. <laughs> do you remember when that happened and we had to edit out the episode so it didn't yeah. ruin his life? Yeah. None of this. None yeah. of this is getting him to actually walk <laughs> in. All right, fine. Yeah, you know, I just really want him to walk in. I feel like, should I just go whip the door open? <laughs> At this point, why not? I feel this like is... it's very entertaining content. Uh, for the folks <laughs> I think people are Maybe not like... the audio format, uh, but if you're not watching on video, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash show the anthem. <laughs> Come on through. We're just Here's uh, producer Roberto. I asked, uh, do you have some young starlet with you that you'd like to introduce to the internet? Yes. Hey! <laughs> yes, uh, you can see her on the website wearing one of the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. So there or on go. Guadalupe Radio, bro. And on Guadalupe Radio, <laughs> put the links down in the show notes below. Um, it's funny we drove by a Guadalupe wedding uh, store or something like that earlier today, and I was just like, "Is that the same company that owns the radio station that Ricardo works for?" 
Uh, tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist. That's totally fine. It was That's a totally joke. Fine. It was clearly a joke. Totally okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Guadalupe, uh, you know, is the patron saint of Mexico. Or, uh, right? Patron saint? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Because she's a woman. Patron. Like, again, I just want to point out, imagine walking around with all of that yeah. in your head at all times. Right. Imagine being me for just a moment. So, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. The patron saint of crazy-ass fucking Georgian women. Yeah. Uh, patron saint of Karens, if you yeah. will. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say this because I know what we're doing here. We're talking about her in the hopes that somebody who uh, has an opinion about Marjorie Taylor Greene reacts upon that opinion. <laughs> I think producer Brooks wants to come out and say hi, too. He's like... He's like, I'd like to go see a producer of it. I'm going to go welcome everybody in. <laughs> Rules just don't apply. He's like, I'll wait. Yeah. Anywho. He's sitting patiently. Yes, go uh, ahead. We're talking about Margie Taylor Green Because that's what she wants us to do. She, that Her only basis of being uh, a talking point of the Republican Party is she's saying so many crazy things that it has become... Uh, she gets talked about because she's the one saying all the crazy things. So uh, it's like, almost like you have to like step it up at a certain point too. Like, uh, uh, if you're, Oh God, what's the comedian who says all the insensitive things? Uh, Louis CK. No, Louis <laughs> wasn't quite like that. Oh God. Oh, that's the beating I, off in front of the women. I uh, can't, I mean like he did his, his inappropriate things behind closed doors, not as part of his comedy. Um, Dane cook, whatever, you know, and you know, a comedian who, who Daniel Tosh. Sure, whatever. Uh, any of them will work, really. But uh, all those guys are white guys. You think that's a commonality? Is there is there something there that we should? Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of white guys in comedy, <laughs> just mm. generally speaking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten a little bit better, but I mean, like that's basically what we're saying about everything at this point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, it's a uh, APL uh, history month. month? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I keep hearing about Hollywood studios and like how much better they're doing with. Uh, casting Asian actors and stuff like that, and then you look at it and you're just like, no, not. <laughs> I mean, like, sure, a little bit, but not particularly. And then uh, I just love the, my playlist of uh, APL stuff. Yeah, it's just like you click and you think if they had a White History Month, this would just go on for fucking ever. <laughs> but I click right like four times and I hit the end of the list, and the ones at the end are like, oh, you mean like the supporting supporting actor, like. Yeah. Four lines is that, right, right. This is okay. Sure, I What's guess. What's Mickey Rooney doing on this list? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Fast and the Furious Nine or whatever's on this list because uh, The Rock is in it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so yeah, he's Samoan. I guess yeah. that's uh, kind of, kind of sure. Yeah. Producer Brooks yeah. is uh, being very demanding. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> They're naked. Now he's sniffing under the door. Oh, man. Oh, things are awkward. <laughs> this is a classic OTA after dark. Yeah. This is yeah. exactly, literally anytime we record late at night, this is what happens. It just, because, it just gets way off the rails. So. I just uh, I just think about how quiet and serene my house is at all times because I don't have other people in it. Can I? Uh, people I'm dating or dogs or anything. Speaking of uh, speaking of the right wing. Yes. Uh, can I Can I ask you to put your lawyer hat on for a second? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, let's say you have been hired to uh, represent the Q shaman. Okay. The guy with the horns. Yes. And the, uh, have you heard about what his attorney said? Uh, is it that he watched so much Fox News that he became insane? Like there's a level of insanity or portion to it? Uh, 
a little. Is that where you would go if you were uh, if you're on the courthouse steps and the, the media comes up to you and they put a microphone in your face and they they ask you to say something about it? I mean, like, first of all, it's not I, really arguing whether or not he was there because he was. Yeah. Like, you're really just trying to get as little of a sentence as humanly possible. Right. I mean, and you, like, you don't go to the media because, like, obviously, like everything you're saying to the media, you're helping the other side prep yeah, for. Like, right. But if I was in court, um, I would. Well, that's why a lot of good lawyers, when they go out on the steps, say, like, just broadly, like, yeah. my client is innocent. The, the trial will prove this. You know, now let us get back to working on his defense and. I'll see you later. Just wait till it's our turn. We have evidence that. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're just like, oh, there's going to be things coming. And then sometimes you just don't have anything. You're right. Like, ah, sorry. Um, what I would do in closing arguments, let's say, is blow. Well, up. I'm, I'm, I'm just the, just for a second, because I want to read. Yeah. I'm going to read his statement. I just want you to say, like, they coming out the they're if coming his at statement you. Is anything other than blowing up a huge picture of a dude dressed like a shaman <laughs> that has like tat- ridiculous tattoos all over him and he's wearing yeah. like a QAnon thing? I'd be like. Temporary insanity should be defined in the dictionary with a, this picture yeah. next to it. And then this young man looking very sharp in his suit with his haircut and everything yeah. sitting at the table like, do these two people look like they're the same? Of course not. Temporary insanity. Thank you. Okay. So uh, you're not that far off. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> he did it with a little bit more, uh, shall we say, flourish. Okay. So I'm going right, to read sure. this statement to you. I want you to react to Go it. Ahead. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, he said that uh, his client had Asperger's syndrome and indicated that uh, his mental state and the impact of Trump's propaganda efforts would play a role in the case. Quote, a lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use the, this colloquial term perhaps disrespectfully, but they're all fucking short bus people. Watkins told the TPM. These are people with brain damage. They're fucking retarded. They're on the goddamn spectrum. But they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our co-workers. They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have a prior criminal history. Fuck, they were subjected to four years plus of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since fucking, fucking Hitler. So that was the statement on the uh, courthouse steps, apparently. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he'll be lucky if he doesn't get disbarred. Uh, I mean... That. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not a. the The bar will certainly have a have a few questions for him. I imagine. I imagine so. Um, <laughs> the very least. I just it's so it's it's this kind of they, we go through these trends in history where uh, you know uh, some variety of syndrome or mental illness is becomes an excuse for people doing the things that they do. Yeah, and we have such a better ability to identify um, Asperger's syndrome and the spectrum that it's on now that we yeah. know that there's a spectrum because uh, we, I think we all had kids in our class growing up that we would have been like, Oh, now we're like, Oh, that kid was definitely on the spectrum. Yeah. Like just everything about it. When I was, a, when I was a child, I didn't, something was different, but I didn't know what, well, and like kids you couldn't now, put your finger on it kind of thing. Yeah. Kids now wouldn't know, but we have a word for it now. Yeah. They were just a weird kid. When you and I were kids, they were just a weird kid. Right. Now it's like, uh, Johnny, like you gotta be nice to him. He's, he's on the spectrum. It's a thing. He, you know, he's yeah. dealing with it. They're doing therapy and stuff and it's fine. But now we have a whole like generation of kids our age who weren't put on the spectrum when they were kids who now 
you can use it almost as a get out of jail free card, which is what he's trying to do. He's just yeah. like, hey, uh, this guy's on the spectrum. Look at him. I mean, he's wearing a shaman outfit <laughs> and uh, he's susceptible to uh, suggestion. Uh, I mean, it's the same as I mean, I feel like I feel like if he would have just said, look at him, clearly he's not well, that yeah. would have done basically the same thing. And you don't have to do this like ableist bullshit of like, <laughs> let's per, let's pretend that he has. And I shouldn't say pretend because perhaps he is on the spectrum. Yeah, that is not an excuse for him doing the things that he was doing. And well, if, I mean, if you are, if if for whatever reason, a a condition of yours has has caused you to not be able to understand right and wrong. Uh, to this degree, then uh, you will certainly have some sort of psych exam that will prove whether or not you were capable of understanding and that the is difference the other, between right and wrong. Other issue is, and I mean that's what's so so gravy about the uh, the temporary insanity because if you can show a generalized likelihood of doing something a little bit erratic and then a push teamed point. with yep. like a lot of shit was happening all at the same time that made him feel like he had to be at the Capitol. Yeah. Like you can probably get a little something out of that. Maybe you get yourself some, uh, uh, time in a prison hospital instead of a prison. But, uh, I think the other, the risk is that you're, or a sanitarium, I guess, for lack of a better, you're pushing people (laughs) towards this feeling that like all people on the spectrum don't know right from wrong. And that's not the case. Oh no, 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 I'm not. I I wasn't, I wasn't saying that they don't. I'm just saying that like the public at large though might think like, Oh, well this kid's dangerous. That guy got off because he has Asperger's and clearly he was open to suggestion. So we need to lock these kids up before they become dangerous. Right. But I'm saying like everyone knows somebody in their life who was not as aware of their actions as other people. Yes. And I was that kid. You could tell that, uh, there was going to be at some point, some sort of incident that would have to be explained with. I'm sorry. He doesn't know better. Yeah, I I was that kid. Yes. absolutely. (laughs) So like, uh, the, (laughs) the idea that, uh, that, you know, that will be decided by an actual psychologist or psychiatrist at some sort of point. As to whether or not he, how deep this really goes, uh, I imagine the shaman outfit is a good, good enough place to start the insanity plea. But, but the difficulty he's going to have is that he wore that many places for many years. So and explained it to yes. people, like why he was doing this. Yes. <laughs> like, so it doesn't seem like it was a psychotic break. It seems like uh, you were indoctrinated into a cult, and and. A lot I mean, of cults use that <laughs> argument, right? Like divine uh, temporary. I mean, like you know, it's four, four years, years of <laughs> yeah temporary. It was insanity. exactly four years. It was from November of 2016. <laughs> well, until, there was the time of the running and the oh know, right, the, right. So five it's not years. like pres- he just became president and this guy's like, you know what? I think this guy's got it all going on all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I thought he was disgusting before, but now that he's president, I just can't help myself. Not to be a uh, a Marjorie. I feel Taylor. like I need horns. <laughs> like well, not to be a Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> not to be a Marjorie Taylor Green on this podcast, but uh, we were just following orders. <laughs> oh God! You know, uh, I mean, like at some point, the, all of these arguments, all of the the things I've heard in defense of the Capitol rioters, boil down to, well, he's the president, and he told us to do it. Yeah. So we did it, and if you think for a second. That your neighbor, who seems so sweet but has that Trump sign in the yard, wouldn't have come into your house, beat you, and dragged you out to a waiting convoy to put you on a train and ship you out west, you are incorrect. Yeah. Because the first thing we are seeing from them is, 
Hey, listen, uh, my beliefs are I am a forward thinking. I am a rational person, but the president said to do it. So I did it. Yeah. Of course, the president said that, you know, the these particular parts, these particular people who are my neighbors aren't really human. They're a subhuman variety of human and they don't deserve uh, the same protection. So when he said beat them, I beat them. And yeah. when he said, uh, we're going to ship them all out of here so you don't have to look at them anymore, I was happy about it. And yes, there were camps. There was a funny, sweet smell that came from the camps. We just didn't ask too many questions. That's The smell of a human body I know, I is, know. is very sweet. Sickly I get where you're, I get where yeah. you're coming so, from. Um, so, I mean, you can use the... I was just the, shaking uh, at the general disgust of <laughs> this the situation. Of yeah, Burning bodies? No, just the ideal <laughs> of burning bodies. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and the abstract is enough to make me... See, listen, I, I will say I have said horrible things before, but when I talk about building camps out west in West Texas and shipping people off there, it has nothing to do with their race, their creed, their ethnicity, their religion. The camp on the left side of the trail tracks, Camp Asshat. Camp on the right, stupid. <laughs> we have Camp Asshat and Camp Stupid. So there will be people of all races and all ethnicities and all varieties of religion and sexual orientation, but if you are... A, fucking ass hat you go to camp ass hat if you're stupid you go to camp stupid and that way we concentrate them away from the rest of the public yeah but then they're just going to start breeding inside those camps so yes well that's you know <laughs> something that will happen <laughs> not the place to make a final solution joke and i'm probably too probably tired never to, uh... when we should probably never a good time for that but uh, well, wait, I mean, uh, 1984. I'm writing a story right now that is like a. Uh, the Republicans had a solution for their problem. It was getting rid of Liz Cheney. Uh, do you remember the time machine? H.G. Wells. He travels into the future. There are two types of humans. There's like uh, the big burly humans who run all the machines, and there's the enlightened humans who, like, I'm writing a story that's not 10,000 years in the future. It's like 4,000 years in the future. Yeah. And that is after you know we start shipping them off to those camps. All of the, the low people, the ones who run the machines, are scared of, like, light. They're the ones from the camps. that They just bred and interbred and interbred. And, um, you know, whenever a plane flies over, they instinctively form a queue on the ground. There's <laughs> nothing to, you know, nothing to guide them. They just know. They like, boom, queue as, you, as the plane flies over. So, because they're looking for signals. Um, yeah. Everybody else, you know, will be enlightened and wear our masks. <laughs> so, if you don't wear your mask... Guess which place you're going to be. Just what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, so, yes. Uh, the Liz Cheney fallout continues. Um, speaking of splitting into camps. <laughs> the Republicans are uh, splitting themselves into camps. And it, it's basically uh, Camp Asshat and Camp Stupid. <laughs> More or less. I don't know which one is the Trump supporters. Is that Camp Asshat or Camp Stupid? Uh, that would be Camp Stupid. Yeah, and the Asshat is for, everybody else. For no other reason than if I were to separate the two of them. Uh, you, like... It's like if I sto still wore Jinko jeans. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, you don't get it. They're coming back. Like... Maybe at some point no, they will they're, come back. They're definitely coming back. No, I'm saying like, you know, maybe at some point they'll come back. Yeah. Maybe they'll be popular again. Uh, won't be forever. It'll be a passing thing. Maybe, perchance, Trump uh, runs for president again. Yeah. Uh, perhaps he will do okay in the Republican primary. 
assuming that he's legally allowed to run at this point. Yeah. Not a felon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a prerequisite. Can you run from president from prison? Because I think uh, that might be a difficult. <laughs> He'll try. Yeah, um, <laughs> writing on his fucking blog, his Wait. fucking creed thoughts of <laughs> Trump. Uh, I'm just fast forwarding to like eight years from now when somebody's standing in court, like he was the president and he said, "Break me out of jail." So of course, <laughs> I tried he to went break to him break out him out of jail. I don't know what. Why is this so hard for people? Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they're stupid if they think that, like, Trump is really going to, like, come back, A, and win the presidency again. Not saying that he couldn't. Sure. But, I mean, like, if you want me to vote for Joe Biden again, the easiest way to get me to do that is have Trump run against him again. I mean, like. When I think the, the Dems it's are. It's a kind of binary choice for me at that point. The like, Dems are smart enough that he's not actually going to run it. I mean. Hopefully they're smart enough not to run Kamala Harris. But in the end, they are. He was meant to be a transition. It's like, hey, we need somebody who is white toast. Yeah, palatable to everybody. We'll get him in there. He's not going to do anything crazy. Yeah, Joe trains. Let's talk about your trains for a while, and um, and then we'll put somebody else in who's a little further uh, left, maybe. Um, I mean, I think he's. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I think Biden's been doing a fine job. Sure. Uh, I don't think it's particularly groundbreaking or anything like that. At well, least not he not the yet. First head of state at a Medal of Honor recipient ceremony, which was great. Ninety um, four year old guy got the Medal of Honor from his service in Korea. Korean president was there. Got up to speak. He doesn't speak English. He only speaks Korean. I was terrified that the ninety four year old Korean War vet. He had this look on his face like he might jump out of that chair and strangle him. And I was flashing to like a uh, cotton from uh, King of the Hill, <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for like yeah. a cotton moment. Yeah, uh, it didn't happen. That was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so he's doing a lot in uh, the most diverse cabinet in history. <laughs> I and mean, I I think by the uh, there was a so just to encapsulate <laughs> it real quick. Uh, Biden visited a Ford plant. Yes, and drove the new electric F one fifty. Right. Uh, wait, wait! Don't talk too loudly. Producer Roberto might have an orgasm prematurely. <laughs> uh, he drove it, and then he drove past reporters, and they started shouting questions at him, like, you know, "Like, how do you like the truck?" He's just like, "Oh, this sucker's quick," and stuff like that. Uh, and then somebody said, "Like, can I ask you a question about Israel?" And he's like, "No," <laughs> and he drove away. By the way, and then something you, know you couldn't what? do in a non-electric Ford F one fifty because that thing's so loud, you just. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> Mr. Uh, President's electric. Uh, you can hear us fine. It's my favorite part, though, is the two days later after the fact where they're just like, Joe Biden wasn't really driving that car. It was the Secret Service driving that car. And Joe Biden was just sitting in the driver's seat. But they had a Secret Service guy like underneath, like handling oh, the oh. pedals and the. Because, you know, presidents are not legally allowed to drive in the United States. Mm. Current yes. or former presidents not allowed to drive. Yeah, I mean it was a test track, so I think maybe there's a mm. exemption made for uh, letting I, him. Can you name a time when you've seen a president, for, current or former, driving a vehicle? No, but Joe Biden driving an all electric. But car. also, you know, I imagine every single one of them at this at this point. Uh, number one, it's just something I don't see. I don't see pull, people pull up to things in their cars. Yeah. Like, I've never seen Brad Pitt get out of his car before, but I'm sure he has one. Like, I'm sure he gets driven around, too. I mean, I've sure, I've sure seen him drive in cars in movies. 
Uh, like, he's not actually driving. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, you know, sitting there he's behind sitting the on the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying like, you know, like in so much as I can picture it being like it was. It's if possible. you were going to break the policy of no president can drive a car, I'm not sure picking the 78 year old guy who seems slightly senile again, is what I'm, I would do. Again, I'm saying, you know. Open test track. I think it's okay. I, I think we're. <laughs> you think that he was just like, uh, can I ask you a question about Israel? He's like, no, <laughs> no. Step on it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that I, I just can't even believe that, like, we're arguing as to whether or not he was driving. Like, what does it fucking matter? Like, really, at the end of the day, like. Well, the most important thing is the all new Ford F-150 <laughs> 2022 all electric. You think that the future is gas? You are wrong. It's the all-electric 2022 Ford F-150. It comes in all packages, Raptor and otherwise. I don't know what other packages are. <laughs> I think you're just dug it out of your ass now. This, this <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Ford. <laughs> Legally not, but... <laughs> all the things I've said prior to this, not brought to you by Ford. <laughs> this small section brought to you by Ford. Um, yeah, uh, by the way, I like how he, it, GM is like, we're going to have 50% of our cars be electric by 2025 or whatever. Yeah. And Ford's like, we got a truck. And Joe's like, that's the voters. <laughs> that's be, the voters I need. Yeah. Let's go ride the truck. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, cause a Chevy cruise doesn't really do it. For the do voters. It? <laughs> uh, I, how many pictures, how many posts has producer Roberto shared to the group chat of the all electric Ford F-150? I mean, it's hard to tell based off of all the pictures of cars and yes. trucks that have been shared. Can we let's address this since it's a, it's an after dark episode. What is your obsession? Yours meaning both yours and producer Roberto's with things that you will never purchase and never be able to afford. What is the obsession? Um. Well, number one, I don't think that things are like I'm never going to afford them. I mean, if I shared like you know, like super high-end sports cars, like mm-hmm. Maseratis and stuff, I guess you can make the argument that, you know, I would have to ascend to a certain strata to be able to afford those things or we like can, a Nez houses agree. or something like that. We can agree that a Ford F-150 is not an L.A. car. That, that's not what you buy. The electric one, though. When you're in be. L.A.? Well, no. Does I that mean, help you park somewhere? Does no, that, no, no. It, it, on the it, freeway? It's very inconvenient, but I'm saying, like, if you were going to, if you needed a pickup truck in LA, then the electric one would put you in. And clearly, both night, of you but I'm saying, are like, needing of a truck. No, but I mean, like, you know, the, the Ford F 150 electric could start at $50,000. That's a reasonable car purchase. You but know, you, like, that's not you, like. You're not going to buy it, though. You're not going to buy well, it. Well, I'm not going to buy it, but. Neither is he. <laughs> well, he's bite. You don't no, know. He's not. <laughs> He says he wants a pickup truck, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll tell you what he needs. What he needs? Yeah. A yob. <laughs> or maybe jo- it might be a soft J, a hard J. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if he wants to run against Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> that spot's going to be open very soon. Guy, I think the guy who's uh, planning on primarying her ooh, is going ooh. to have to Funny stop thing. his campaign. That guy Yeah. wears boots, mm-hmm. carries a knife. Okay. All the time, right there, we're in. Producer Roberto could essentially be exchanged for him. Well, I mean, most of the people in Wyoming, it's like. Uh, oh, you're very, actually yeah. <laughs> Producer Roberto is basically a guy from just Wyoming. A guy from Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> However, I don't know if he, he meets the last qualification. <laughs> I have, I have boots. I got a knife. I don't pay state income tax. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
That was a joke. That was Producer a joke. Roberto. He doesn't live in Miami. Uh, there is one qualification to be the the person running against Liz Cheney that producer Roberto does not have, though. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, he did not knock up a 14-year-old when he was 18 and then brag about it on the floor of the state house. In Wyoming, yeah. In Wyoming, yes. Uh, seems ill-advised. <laughs> I don't think he had an attorney advising him before he made that announcement. I have... Uh, <laughs> uh, throughout my entire life, I... Just by happenstance, I've always dated women who happen to be younger than me, but never, never like this. And uh, always during my adult life, too, I should mention. (laughs) (laughs) And legal women. As a a teenager, you didn't date anybody younger than you? Uh, I mean, like when I was 16, I might have dated somebody who was currently 15 or something like that. Oh, there we go. That's almost as bad as this guy. No, this guy was <laughs> a legal adult, adult, 18 years old, yes. <laughs> dating a child, a 14-year-old, yes. which is not, like, I always, like, my parents are, like, five years apart. Yeah. So, like, I always, like, when I was young, I always thought of things in terms of, like, how, like, school grades. So, I was just, like, so my mom was a eighth grader when my dad was a senior, and I don't like, like to play this game. No, no, but like in my mind, I was always like, "That's weird, though, right?" Like, my parents I would say are, to myself, "Like, that's weird, right?" Like, my parents are twenty-two years apart, so <laughs> yeah, a bit different. So it's a little different yeah. game to play. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I it's um, I feel like that guy has always told the story about how he once, you know, uh, impregnated a woman who was four years younger than him. And then he always told his friends that story and nobody overreacted to it. And then he told the story and he told the story Included the, ages. the wrong way where it's like when I was 18 and, and all of his friends who'd heard that story before, like, wait, is that the one he's always, is that the one he's always talking about? Oh, we should not have been cool with that when he told us that story before. You got to ask details. We need details on that kind of question. <laughs> always, I can't imagine like he went up there to deliver that speech and it's about like tax plan yeah <laughs> so stupid. it's gotta be something unrelated like, now, he's gonna have a press conference he's just like listen i understand you're having your laughs about my comments about dating a 14 year old raping a girl uh but <laughs> uh uh can we really focus on the state planning that i was talking about in the speech because uh no, nobody seems to be talking about I that again right? uh <laughs> I was, I was, to be fair uh <laughs> when i was a child i murdered a man <laughs> When uh, did I say that out loud? When we were living in Baltimore, yeah, I was dating. Don't finish that thought. Now, I was dating a girl, right? Yeah. And when I met that girl, I was a senior in high school, which made me eighteen, mm-hmm. and she was fourteen. Yeah, because she was a freshman in high school. Right. And I said to myself, absolutely nothing, because she was fucking fourteen years old, yeah. and I was like. I'm getting ready to go to fucking college. What the fuck do I want with this child yeah. who was very annoying to me when she was 14? Now, 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 a decade later, she was fucking hot as shit. And <laughs> we were both very much adults and I was looking for someone to ruin my life. And I said, why not you? You'll do until Marjorie Taylor Greene exists in my consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's like, I, I, it's hard for me to put myself it, Reddit is a terrible place. Uh, it's not as bad as 4chan, but it's pretty terrible. Yeah. And uh, I, I've seen the, the people conversing about it. Like, well, you know, when you were a senior in high school, there was like, 
girls who you found attractive. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no. no. When, I, when I was 18 and a senior, I was thinking about the college girls who I was going to go meet. Yeah. Not the literal children. By the way, did you see that, that uh, thing I posted about the, the video of the class of 2002? No. So some oh po- about the the kids like looking into they, camera and like waving yeah and, like, and they so look like they're fucking it. adults playing kids <laughs> and then I realized thinking back I'm like so we felt like kids then but if you look at seniors now they look like children yeah and I remember being a senior and looking at that girl and being like you these tiny little people who are coming into high school like I have no interest in them physically or to date. She grew up, but um, <laughs> I think they all look that way now. And maybe it's because I'm in my thirties, approaching forty. But fuck, I, I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, like, there, I, I do think. By the way, just uh, have you heard the term geriatric millennial? Yeah, that's what we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think it's funny because it, I feel like it's supposed to be a dig, but I don't really care. That I embrace kinda, it. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny. Right. <laughs> like so, it works. But uh, wait, wait. So you're telling me is there a place I can go live and have all my things taken care of, and they just bring dude, me meals three I times a day? Dude, if I could fucking get a a senior living facility yes. apartment right now, they're mm. like, okay. So uh, people who don't live in LA <laughs> will find this amusing or weird, but there is this incredible property uh, right in the middle of downtown, right next gorgeous. to Angels Flight, yeah, across the street from Grand Central. It's got these. Uh, balconies that look over the city. Uh, they're on the hill, on Bunker Hill. Yep. Uh, probably very dated on the inside, but they're places where you live. Like they're essentially condos. You yep. live there, and they're all fifty-five plus. And I'm like, granted, I I don't want the the the, the elderly to live in boxes and no. <laughs> In, in they're Fontana not enjoying that view and the access to the amenities. I'm though. just saying, like you know, we can't we can't find them a place in Silver Lake that just like <laughs> it's like a little bit off the beaten path or something like that. Like, <laughs> gotta give them the prime real estate, yeah, right downtown. It just seems weird to me. Is all I'm saying. Like, taxpayers could have that money, like, or could yeah. have that property. That's all I'm. It would be high value. Is all I'm saying. People like, who aren't in LA also, uh, <laughs> those apartments are like fifteen hundred dollars a month. And I know you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> oh, normal rent price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for your average two-bedroom, be- two two-bath in Baltimore. Actually, probably three-bedroom, two-bath I mean, you might be Baltimore. able to. Yeah, you might be able to pull a three there. But yeah. Uh, probably which, two. Which is what I pay for my 600 square feet <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My 600 square foot studio in Hollywood. 1,400 a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I fucking hate this city. It's the worst. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we've had enough. Was, of that where guy. do we? Uh, where? How do we get off on that? I don't even remember. Uh, but, Just talking about Liz Cheney's. Uh, oh, the pedophile. Yes, yeah. the pedophile who's going to replace her. By the way, but uh, by the way, did you hear about uh, how Matt Gates had originally gone out there to, <laughs> to stump for him prior to his whole, whole pedophile <laughs> problems? I feel like it's just like uh, what I, what I don't get is like uh, the Republican Party and the people who. Who make it so uh, have for so long here been been on this hill about, uh, you know, like there's a secret network of pedophiles out there who are controlling the strings on everything. There in is. Our lives. Turns out they're Republicans. Yeah, I mean, like, shouldn't you be really fucking upset about this? And much the same, like uh, there is a lot of people talking about uh, there was a vote in the House this week about the an investigation into 
the January 6th riots and stuff like that. And there's questions as to whether or not it's going to get through the Senate because Republicans don't want to investigate. Yes, they're going to vote against it. Um, and I'm just like, well, y'all were saying it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So why are we investigating? It's a good way <laughs> like, to figure it you? out, right? Yeah. Like it'd, it'd be like if you said uh, 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 we're going to have to we're going to have an investigation as to whether or not the Orioles won the World Series last year. I'd be like. Yeah, fucking go ahead. <laughs> like, it sounds pretty great to me. Like, Only turns out positive. Uh, I don't know. The worst that happens is they keep it telling us that they didn't, which I already knew. Like, but it seems I, like there's a chance we might win the World Series out of this thing. Like, To the Matt Gates thing, I feel like he went out there because he was like, I don't There's something about this guy. I don't know, but I like him. <laughs> and then later on, stories come out and they're like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> that, yeah, I get it. OK, so nobody knew, but there was like a simpatico feeling between the two of you. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not even going to make a joke about that. Just I feel like that is going to continue to have like both of them, like saw Roy Moore and they were just like. That guy looks like a real leader, like somebody I would follow. I don't know why. Just uh, that guy's got everything figured out. Yeah. By the way, Roy, Roy Moore, if you don't remember, was the uh, the senator who or the senatorial candidate who almost won. Almost won. It was very close. Very close to winning. Doug Jones won. Yes. But uh, n- there was a lot of things about how he admitted that he went to malls to like spy on the young girls, and it as started an adult a- working lawyer. Yeah, it started as like an innocent statement where it was just like i think his original thing was like i used to like to go to the mall and just sort of walk around and see all the young girls having fun all the pretty girls shopping and stuff like that and it's like the type of thing that like if you don't think twice about it you're just like oh okay he's just a guy who enjoys watching people live life like what's wrong and then people did the math and and they were like oh wait so there was a lot of people were just like yeah this guy came by the mall all the time he was creepy as fuck (laughs) with the young girls the young girls was an important part of what he was saying yeah uh, like, he would bring young girls back to his office yeah. and uh, things weird things happen there as well. Uh, and he's like, yeah, uh, as long as the parents said yes, it didn't really matter. It's not a crime. It's, it's up to the parents. If they say it's OK. It's be like okay. if I murdered some guy and I just like give a stump speech where I'm just like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to Leakin Park, but don't go. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to see there. I swear. <laughs> um, well. Speaking of murder, uh, I listened to a podcast this week because that's all. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Life. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a podcast about a murder. Yes. Now I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> this one's specifically about uh, just weird, uh, not weird murder, uh, true crime, but like uh, weird true crime stories. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, the, do you remember the story from a few years ago? The cannibal, the voluntary cannibal victim. There's a guy in Germany who like put out a, a Lonely Hearts ad because he wanted to eat a guy, and another guy answered the ad, and then they ate. He ate him. No. Oh yeah. So it's like 2007. Anyway, uh, that guy is not in jail anymore, which is what the podcast was about. He's like got out of jail, but because the jury did not convict him of murder, because there was a video of the guy getting eaten alive in between sessions where they were cutting off body parts, and he was just like. This makes me so happy. I'm going to be with you forever. I'm going to be a part of you forever. And like, he he wanted to be murdered. Like, yeah. how is this murder? It's, yeah. He sacrificed himself voluntarily. And um, I mean, wouldn't it just be manslaughter at this at that point? Not it's that's the taking an involuntary taking of a life. Yeah. In true. Germany, they got him for uh, disposing uh, improper disposing disposal of a body. <laughs> yep. Of course they did. <laughs> 
Uh, and improper storage of uh, of body parts as well. Just so you know, even if you think you've committed the perfect crime, <laughs> they're gonna get you. For they're these. gonna get you. There's something in the book. It's always there. Yeah. So, and he wasn't even trying to get away with it necessarily because yeah. as soon as he ate that guy, he put out another ad for another <laughs> thing about wanting to eat somebody. So, yeah. It's um, like the law of unintended consequences, though. Like. Uh, by the way, I found out the story of why LA, or California doesn't have uh, red light cameras anymore. Do you want to you want to take a guess? Uh, no, I don't even want to guess. Okay, so a lawyer was driving around Beverly Hills with a young woman that wasn't his wife, uh, and a Beverly Hill, he ran a red light because apparently he did this with quite frequency because yeah. he chose not to wait for red lights. <sighs> he sent the picture to his house. Sent the picture to his house. His wife opened it up. Said, "Who the fuck is this girl?" And then he went to the California Supreme Court fighting it, saying this was an unwillful violation of my privacy because you took a picture of the inside of my car as I was driving. Yeah. Uh, and, and sent it to my home. Sent it to my home. And I'm getting a divorce from my wife, which has costed me a fucking fortune because you did this. Uh, and that's why we don't have red light or speed cameras anymore. So it's like. I a great thing happened, but at the, same, about <laughs> at the same time, like this society, <laughs> literally everything. It's like somebody could have fought it on the terms of like it's inco- uh, unconstitutional because there was an an actual law enforcement officer observing it happening it. at yeah. the moment. It ha- that's the uh, a you know bedrock of our criminal justice system. And yep. now get it's, it's the, I was cheating on my wife, and you guys ratted me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's like uh, Virgin Galactic had its first flight this week. Yeah. Uh, test flight of its actual space plane. Went to space, which is great. Uh, what we need, more space junk. So perfect. Um, the Two weeks after the Chinese rocket uh, returned to Earth. And right, of course. Didn't kill anybody. Um, and I imagine that if you bought a seat on the first Virgin Galactic flight, you thought to yourself, I'm going to walk out of LAX, out of the terminal, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get on a flight, and I'm going to fly to Tokyo. It's going to be 45 minutes. It's going to be great. The first flight with passengers for Virgin Galactic is going to be out of Edwards Air Force Base. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a Virgin Galactic space plane that is strapped to a B-29. And then the B-29 takes off. Two hours after that, it reaches the flight height. And then they launch the Virgin Galactic plane, which is then going to go to space and take it to Tokyo. Which is not the glamorous future that I think those guys bought those right. $400,000 apiece seats for. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, it's the... Just everything about society is fucking terrible. It's like overpromise, underdeliver. Uh, hey, I mean, I'm gonna make a big tunnel that you'll be able to take your your, your car all around LA in. But you know, uh, it's gonna have apartheid. So, listen, uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you've seen the footage of uh, the Wright brothers. Yeah, but uh, they flew. They did. They sure did. And uh, perhaps it's no Southwest Airlines or. <laughs> It's going to strap you to Some, the wing of a plane. Something that you would feel more comfortable with. But uh, you know what? It's, fuck, it's fucking flight. And if you could say you were sitting on the... Uh, on the... Uh, the wing of the... The wing uh, of that plane. Yeah, yeah. Like hanging on. Yep. The first man on a flight. Yep. Like, you know, it's it's worth something. I don't know if it's worth what you paid for. $400,000? <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially because it won't And you know really what? Be... Also, also, every airline, regardless of... How they start. And I know this is a little bit more than an airline, but, you know, probably classification wise, they look at it as an airline. I think uh, if they're talking to the government, they wouldn't <laughs> say they're an airline. Um, you know, like uh, when Hooters launched, they only flew out of like Columbus or whatever. Yeah. Like 
for the first little bit, it was just like, you know, Columbus flights from South Carolina to <laughs> it's Columbus to Jacksonville, to like back. four like different it, four yeah. different destinations around the United States, and uh, uh, it's because that's what they were allowed to do. And uh, you know, eventually, if they didn't go bankrupt, they would <laughs> they would eventually go on to uh, fly elsewhere. But uh, they How didn't. Is that so. a model, it didn't work out. I don't know. <laughs> that's a great business model. I actually watched a. A uh, YouTube documentary, a short <laughs> documentary on why Hooters Air didn't work. And uh, funny enough, uh, I don't know if this is what you imagined it was, but uh, uh, running an airline is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that uh, you usually succeed on if you're doing it for a LARP. That's yeah. basically the yeah the stu- story of Hooters Air. <laughs> it's like, you know, we were making so much money, it was just like an airline be fun. <laughs> Let's do it <laughs> Tur- an airline. Turns out that's not the... The mindset you should enter that financial decision with. Like. So for those of you sitting at home thinking, I don't know how I'm going to pay both my rent and my health insurance this month. Just remember, some guys started an airline on a lark <laughs> at one point because they were <laughs> making too much money. So capitalism. It's amazing. At one point, their restaurant with women with hearty bosoms was doing so well. <laughs> yeah. Let's take this sexism to the air. <laughs> But uh, speaking of criminal organizations, uh, something happened and nothing happened this week, but I feel like it might be a story in the yeah. future. So making everyone aware, uh, it's a huge announcement that announced absolutely nothing, basically. <laughs> it's a huge problematic announcement that didn't really do anything specific. Yes. But uh, if you are Donald Trump or any family members or mm-hmm. high ranking members of his organization, uh, I would be a little bit un- unnerved by uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General of the Southern District of New York, or the U.S. Attorney. I'm sorry, U.S. Attorney for New York. Attorney, yeah. um, said that the investigation into the Trump Organization has turned into a criminal investigation, uh, and that was all they were going to say. But that pretty much says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like. If you're wondering how important it is, I wouldn't imagine that uh, uh, any lawyer or police or any kind of person in the know would say something unless they were ready to feel pretty confident about it. On the like, you wouldn't say, "I'm preparing to charge Ted Kaczynski with murder," Mm -hmm. unless you were pretty sure you knew that he was the one who did it. Like you, or, you, you're not just wildly speculate. It's either going to be Ted Kaczynski or one of these other five guys we're or thinking about. You say we're about to charge Ted Kaczynski with murder because you got his brother and you're really leaning hard on him. And yeah. when you say the words accessory to murder, you want it to mean something. So we're going to tie your brother's name to the word murder. And now when I say accessory to murder to you, you start maybe coming out with the information a little bit free. Right. So I say, you know. It's going from a civil investigation to a criminal investigation. And somebody who's been in contact with you has been like, I'm never going to fucking say anything to you. I don't know why. Criminal investigation. All right. So like, um, let me tell you where they hid the money. Yeah. I, did, <laughs> I was willing to take a fine for them because yeah. the money's in the banana stand. But um, I'm not going to go to jail for this. The, the, the money in <laughs> the mon- money in the banana stand is my favorite part because there's not much that we heard this week as far as like a. Uh, a uh, a tipping point into yes. uh, this is clearly criminal. Uh, clearly, the uh, New York office had that <laughs> that determination. 
But uh, one thing I did hear a lot this week was, uh, boy, it's funny how the uh, Central Park ice rink, snack bar, and skate rental place, which happened to be owned by Trump, hmm. make uh, almost more money than any skate rental or, <laughs> or snack stand in the history of mankind. It's like, most it's profitable a, business in his empire. It's too. amazing how much, how many millions of dollars come from this thing that only operates for four months a year. But, All uh, cash, or mostly cash. Yeah. Very, uh, very strange. Very strange. Uh, almost as if it would be a... Uh, like a laundromat, you might yeah. say. A place where you could do laundry. <laughs> a place where something comes in dirty and goes out clean, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not making any accusations. All I'm saying is that... Uh, the money's in the banana stick. <laughs> all, uh, there are, is a 100% likelihood that of the members of the Trump organization, family members or not, that someone did a search for countries without extradition treaty to U.S. <laughs> at some point after that announcement. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, listen, if we get a fine, a fine is personal, but it's never personal because most people have a contract with their company that says like, if you get fined for something you did in the, in the course of your duties here, the company pays the fine. Yeah. So the company's going to get a $200 million fine. You each get $5 million individually. That's four fines times 5 million plus 200 million for the company. That's a $220 million fine for the company because the company's going to pay it. Right. Company don't go to jail for you. <laughs> you go to jail. So, uh, it's all fun and games until they start telling about criminal investigations. Right. And then we have to go um, to Belize, where there's no extradition treaty. <laughs> and also, they speak English. And also, it is a beautiful country where you can live very cheap. Um, so don't come look to, for me there if I ever fake my <laughs> death. Just saying. Uh, I do want to talk about Bitcoin just briefly. But before we do that, uh, a gentle reminder to everyone. Or not a reminder, a celebration. Uh, pandemic's over, everybody. Aren't you excited about this, Corey? Like, everything is over. Texas is open. Maryland's open. New York is open. Uh, L.A. is going to be open in, like, the next 10 days or so. People I are mean, going to bars and restaurants. Three weeks, yeah. Bars and restaurants are fully open. We're pretending like we're not, but they fully are open. And uh, they're going to put four tables out on the curb and then open everybody inside. So you have some people sitting outside, but really you can go inside and eat if you want. And yeah. Masks. Who cares about masks anymore? Um, because we are fully a hundred percent vaccinated across the country. So, you know, this deadly pandemic, 500,000 people dead, likely more than that. Really, really probably double that a million people dead. Um, it's all over. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I would say that, uh, uh, to the, to the halfish part of the population, which is vaccinated or, Oh yes, that was a joke. Uh, we are at, 48% yeah. of people have one shot. Right. Uh, I, I'm saying we're vaccinated or on the way to being fully vaccinated. Yes. Uh, I would say that uh, uh, we've made it. It was tough. <laughs> we we got to the vaccine. You should feel way more confident in your ability to survive any potential COVID infection. Mm. So that is, that is good news for you. Sure. Yes. Until those um, variants pop up because of uh, the other 53% of people. Right. Uh, for the people who are. Uh, there's nothing I can say to the people who will just not under any circumstances get vaccinated because they convince themselves that they don't need to or they shouldn't or whatever. Uh, I got to camp the, for that. To the people who are in the middle who are like, uh, uh, I would like to get the vaccine, but uh, I'm not sure about 
whether or not it's safe or oh, uh, any of those types of things. There like, was a conversation I saw on Facebook. Uh, some idiot was like, I don't even know where to get in. I'm like, bitch, shut <laughs> the fuck up. All right. I'll, I'll accept open many up, arguments. Open up your Google. Type in COVID vaccine and it will fucking tell you. There are many <laughs> arguments I will accept. None of them are valid, but like I want to wait and see if people get sick. I want to see what the consequence. Uh, great. Uh, okay. It's stupid, but I understand that. Don't I mean, tell I th- me you don't know where to go get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> but yes. Uh, I mean, like they're people. having like fucking lottery drawings every day for people who get the COVID vaccine in like Ohio and shit like that. So like I find it hard to believe that like. They're keeping it a secret somewhere. The best factoid I've seen thus far is that there is a town in Kansas that it has a population of four. It is the most remote underpopulated, not most remote, but most remote underpopulated place in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. They are 20 minutes from a vaccine site and 55 minutes from all three vaccines. Do not tell me you don't know how to go get the vaccine, yeah. all right? Like, in this town, CNN, one of their producers is from there. And he had his mom or dad or whoever go out and take a picture. In the downtown, There, somebody put up a sign that was like, Moderna, 22 miles with an arrow pointed that <laughs> way. As a, a Pfizer, 15 miles, arrow that way. Like, the information is there. You yeah. don't even have to go to Google. You were on your way to Walmart and you saw a sign. So... <laughs> Don't tell me It'd just be like, a, imagine you're just like, I mean, I would write a book report on Steve Jobs, but I have no idea how old he was or what year he was born. Yeah. I guess we're just not doing it. It's just like, motherfucker, there's plenty of places where you can get this information. Go to, first of all, Google is readily available. If for whatever reason you go on there and Google does not have the answer. Weird. Yeah. But. M- much like Steve Jobs, go to your local library because yeah. I bet you the person there knows where they can get you a vaccine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just go to the library. I'm sure there's a Steve Jobs book. Somewhere in the first couple pages is he was born in 1940-whatever. Fantastic. You move Great. on with your life. Yeah, I, I just... I. The, I, I, it's not a valid argument to say we're going to wait and see the, the people who got the vaccine earliest, like the trial people are eight months in at this point. So even further at the right. I mean, like I think they did their first trials in September, right? Yeah, I think so. So 10 ish, three, eight, no, three, and eight, three and five is eight, right? Okay. September is the ninth month of the year, three to the end of the yeah. year, five in the beginning of the year. That's eight. Okay. Yeah. Don't question my math. Although it might have been earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. trials versus European trials or whatever. I don't know. But nonetheless, let's just say it's like but eight to ten well, months. Well, not only that, but like all the healthcare people who got the vaccine right away and, you know. Fully like, there. If you're going to get uh, a reaction, it's not going to be like at 13 months in one day, all of a sudden you're like. Ah, yeah. Ah. It's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. Or, I mean. To be honest and frank, it, it's going to be 15 years from now, and we're going to see, like, did you get the Moderna vaccine back <laughs> you, in 2000? You might be entitled to the compensation. And fine. <laughs> and, and, again, though, the fact that you're going to be alive in 2045 to see this commercial come on late night TV is in part and parcel because you got the vaccine in 2020. Yeah. Uh, the, the likelihood of you living long enough to see it. Now, all of the 30% of people who said, under no circumstances am I going to get it for whatever reason— are trying really hard to make sure that one, uh, we don't I mean, see that commercial. All, all I'm saying is, uh, I I know personally some some good-minded people who are in the middle of the like 
I don't know how safe it is or, you know, like it's safe. Uh, it was really hard to get an appointment. So I haven't been looking recently like that all passed. these. Uh, no, but I'm saying like all these things that are being said. Fine. Like, you know, you you do want to get it at some yeah. point. So, uh, you know, it, now it's just about negotiating when it happens, <laughs> you know, like and hopefully sooner. I would prefer sooner. But, you know, maybe uh, maybe next week is the week that you yeah. decide to do. But I'm saying like, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of well minded people there. Who I think uh, don't deserve to die of COVID, uh, because you know, like the, the videos you see of people like holding up a picture, it's like my mother got COVID, she's dying right inside those hospital walls, and it's just like, well, are you gonna get the vaccine? I'm not quite sure it's safe. Like <laughs> your mother's dying. <laughs> what do you? What else do you need? Like the guy at the 7-Eleven eating nachos and drinking Pepsi. Like, yeah. I don't know what's in it. So, <laughs> like, all right, motherfucker. Okay. What is high fructose corn syrup? <laughs> Explain it to me. I mean, I can. Do you want me to? No, no. I was talking to the guy. Oh, okay. The- I, <laughs> I know what high fructose corn syrup is. I don't know if you know. Like I'm walking syrup. around with this all day. All day, every day, walking around with this in my head. Uh, so. We are running out of time, but yes. let's, uh, let's just touch... Uh, super briefly. Corey wanted to do this here. last because, uh, much like many things, we I don't know how long how disagree. how after dark the OTA would go. Yes. So. Um. But so, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Um. I thought the funniest thing that I thought I was going to see in the crypto exchange market uh, topics was going to be a bunch of people buying Dogecoin and then it tanking. Buying it on Friday and it tanking immediately after Elon Musk went on Doge, uh, went off on Doge on, on SNL. Um, that is the now the second funniest thing that I've seen because the funniest thing I saw were people on Tuesday of this week uh, walking around my office talking about like buy the dip, Bitcoin is definitely going to come back buy the dip, and then losing. 40% of their investment over the course of the next three days and losing their fucking minds along with it. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Uh, so yeah, don't buy the dip. Don't buy it at all. Stay out of the crypto market. It's not crypto. It's not cryptocurrency. It's a crypto commodity. It will never be a cryptocurrency. So long as we treat it like a commodity. Uh, Rob and I have disagreements on, on this, but, uh, basically, uh, for a lot of people here, the headline, some sort of version of this that I heard, uh, Bitcoin falls 35% of value in two weeks. Yep. Uh, and to people who think of it like a commodity, like a stock, like gold or something like that, Mm -hmm. if you heard that it dropped 35%, you would assume something really awful happened. If Coke's stock value dropped 35% in two weeks, you'd say something terrible, something terrible has happened. (laughs) The CEO. Is there a new new Coke out? What the hell happened? <laughs> the CEO has done something truly horrific. Mm. Uh, By the way, I remind me, I have to show you a podcast about uh, how new Coke was the greatest marketing marketing victory in the history. I've heard it. I've heard this theory before, yeah. too. It's it's a uh, it's interesting, but also at the same time, uh, not the type of thing that you would want to be the marketing. Prof- this is the guy who's trying to save his ass because he was the new Coke guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. <laughs> he's like, well, actually, if you look at it in terms of. Because, I mean, like, it's the same sort of logic, like, uh, um, the value of a football franchise grows because you're the Packers, right? And uh, your franchise was always really valuable, but because you had Aaron Rodgers at this time where the value of franchises exploded, also you can make the value. argument that yeah. 
you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably worth a billion dollars to the value of your franchise. But yeah. over the course of his career, you didn't pay him a billion dollars. But then at the same time, if they did, people would freak the fuck out about Aaron Rodgers making a billion dollars. And it would even not, though it would have contracted the value of the franchise. Even though yeah. you could probably point to him being worth that much value to the, you know, like it would always, it's a circular thing. Yeah. Uh, crypto is not a stock. Uh, it is not, it is not a common commodity either. No, it is, uh, uh, for many, a speculative insurance buy on the idea that, uh, the traditional economies of the world are not long for this universe. Um, and that something will replace traditional money at some point. And, w- w- and, and as we know, in all of those very famous dystopian movies and books and uh, TV shows, uh, the access to our crypto wallets will be maintained throughout the downfall of all of the other economies of the world. So, you know. I, I'm not saying that... Uh, if the dollar goes down tomorrow, it'll be easy to exchange your Bitcoin for things. But uh, uh, it, it's not a... If you're buying if you're buying weed with your with your Bitcoin, mm-hmm. uh, I'm probably saying you're doing it wrong. Uh, no, no, you're doing it right. If you well, want a cryptocurrency, if you want it to be a currency, yeah, right. you're doing it right. But I'm saying, like, as far as making money on this, but your argument is you want it to be a currency. Yeah. So if you want it to be a currency, people should stop sitting on it and stop speculating it and start using it as a currency and going to places and being like, Oh, Jack in the box, I would buy your burger except for I can't pay for it in crypto. So I'm not going to buy your burger and walking out. Right. But I'm saying, you know, the, the idea, the thing that does make it like a stock in a way is that it is a stock is that, you know, that, uh, in your mind, you have a, have a value at which point it is not worth holding onto anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it will never get higher than this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, that is the time to unload your uh, equity in it. And, and at that point, you're going to into... start trading it for individual purchases and treating it like a commodity. I mean, listen, like it, if, if you bought, you know, Bitcoin at $10 and it goes to half a million dollars and you sell out and you get cash for it, then wow, that's, that's because <laughs> that's because cash is still what is being used as the currency of the of the day. Mm-hmm. And you've made a lot of it on your investment. Uh, but a lot of people aren't necessary. There's a lot of people who are buying it thinking that they're buying it like a stock and they're up and down with the, with the highs and the lows of it. It spikes and they're just like, it's the next thing. And then it craters and people are like, buy the dip and it's all out there. But I'm saying like, really what it is, is it's sort of like speculative because it, it it's not currency now. It's not spendable. Like you don't spend it now because you're, don't want to be the person who spends uh, some amount of Bitcoin on something that will end up being 10 times the cost mm-hmm. 10 years from now. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a there's a potential that the dollar will fail at some point and there needs to be another option out there. And they, at some, will we will we will at some point need some form of cryptocurrency in the no. long scale. Yes, no, we will not. If the dollar fails, you are going to have no way to access your crypto wallet. How are you going to get to your Bitcoin? 
What do you mean? How are you going to get? How are you going to get your Bitcoin? What do you mean? How are, do you access your Bitcoin wallet right now? I mean, a lot of people have it online. Okay. So, so how are, how do you access your? How do you, Corey Baker, access your wit your Bitcoin wallet right now, or your your crypto wallet? I mean, it's all speculative. That, no, no, no. How do you check the balance on your wallet? The internet. Okay. How do you access the internet? Through the computer. Let's be more specific than that. You have your phone, right? A browser? You have your phone, right? Do you need my IP number too? Or you I would really <laughs> love it. Say it right here. So the credentials. Let's and... say that you check it on your phone, right? Yeah. Your phone connects directly to the internet? Yes. No, by it doesn't. Well, okay. It goes through Verizon. Yeah. Verizon, a company that if the dollar becomes worthless, will not exist anymore. So yeah. you won't have access to the internet through your phone because it won't provide service anymore. So now you have your computer, right? Your computer connects directly to the internet? Yes. Oh, no. doesn't, though. goes through Spectrum, another company that will cease to exist and provide service once the internet or once the dollar is worth it. Yeah. So there is no way to exchange it if the dollar has no value. What we want is an alternative to the dollar that avoids all of the things we, we like about cash, but we don't like about electronic cash. If I want to buy something from you, I want to be able to give you a dollar and you give me the thing and I walk away. Or maybe I give you like $80 and you give me the thing and I walk away and nobody has to know what we've exchanged for it. You can use the dollars. I can use the things. That's it. We want that, but not without the tracking that is required by us using dollars on the internet. That's a cryptocurrency. Do you remember when uh, gas spiked uh, like our senior year or so of high school like when that first like, time it like, like spiked up. 75 or yeah, whatever like, yeah and then uh, you know a couple of years later it went up to like three for a little while and yeah when that was like unprecedented in maryland yes um I, I seem to remember a lot of people saying boy i wish i had <laughs> like oil somewhere or gas somewhere mm -hmm. that i could have just stored and purchased at you know, 90 cents a gallon. Right. And just had for this moment right now where the, the gas prices are out of control. Right. Uh, this is what we're talking like. No, th that's you not buy, what talking about. You buy, <laughs> you try and buy something before it becomes a big thing. And then you hold it until the moment where it becomes the thing. Like no, that's, the, that's, there, there is, there is a, you're not describing a currency. You're describing a commodity. Oil is a commodity. Gold is yeah. a commodity. Right. None of that is used for the exchange of goods and services now. If I mean, the dollar fails, you could you an economic argument could be made that everything is a commodity, even dollars. No. Because dollars mm. intrinsically have no value except for what we establish the value for. Gold has a an <laughs> yeah. actual value because of its rarity. A dollar is right. Ink on paper and cotton, a cotton yeah. paper blend. So it has no, its inherent value is essentially nothing. Gold has an in inherent value and it's. But it has, a, it has a value because it's believed in. Right. So that, make, that makes it a commodity. Knowing that this $5 bill that I have in my pocket is capable of buying me, you know, a gordita. Right. Because and then, a gordita costs $5 and I can exchange that for. And if the U.S economy fails if the u.s government fails and yeah. then you work and you're paid at your morning break your lunch break and your afternoon break because the value of the dollar that you're being paid in changes so drastically during the day then you have no faith in that dollar you take a whole wheelbarrow full of money to the store to take home a pocketbook full of bread yeah that that is not a currency 
That's not, we can't have that much instability in a currency market. And that's what we have in the Bitcoin market right now. All cryptocurrencies have that kind of instability. Right, because there, there are a lot of people who are saying that it will, it will one day become the currency. It will one day become the... It's not how these things work. And that's the problem is that, like, you said this earlier, I think. You hear three people and now you're an expert. Yeah. And now... You become an expert, one of three experts that somebody else listens to. Right. And then they become one of three experts that somebody else listens to. And it's a game of telephone where nobody fucking understands how the system works. So oh, yeah. they all think that they, they know what they're doing and nobody knows what they're doing. And in the end, these crypto markets are ruining the planet. And it's likely that we are going to push ourselves into a global catastrophe trying to break up blockchain or process blockchain because we're probably using so much energy to do it. And you want to have kids. I don't even want to fucking have kids. I am willing to let this bloodline die with me because I don't want to have the curse of putting children on this planet. And you, on one hand, want to put children on the planet. On the other hand, support the thing that is destroying the planet you're putting them on. Uh, <laughs> so, number one, uh, that could be said about a lot of things. Like so- what? What? Like what? Like just oil production in general. I don't like, buy a car. My carbon my carbon footprint is zero. It's actually negative. All right, but I'm I'm not allowed to own stock in Exxon. No, I mean, perfect example. Uh, I was proud of myself this week because somebody on a call said the goal should not be to buy a house for you. The goal should be to buy a house and rent it to somebody for more than your rent. So then your rent gets paid for. And what I thought was. Yeah, but that would make me a fucking landlord. Why the fuck would I want to be a landlord? And then they said, that's why I own three houses and those three pay for my mortgage, which made me say, you're a fucking bourgeois landlord? Or I thought it. I didn't say it. I yeah. thought it. And I'm like, that's why I didn't like you. That's why I don't like you. But I didn't say it. And I was super proud of myself because I felt like that was an advancement. Usually I would have just said that shit and then yeah. be like, oh, fuck. Oh, you're a landlord? I mean, I stand by it. You're a terrible fucking person because landlords are the worst. Um, but I didn't say it. I mean... Sure, to an extent, there are landlords who are the worst, but I mean, like, they're all the worst. Uh, you're making money, you're sitting at home, you're a leech on society. You're doing, you provide nothing, and you, uh, you provide the capital for which people live in the place that you. Oh, do you though? Do you? Yeah. No, somebody at some point provided you the capital for that. It's that's it's all bullshit. I mean, you either you either provided capital yourself, or you provided the people who provided the capital to you with the. Uh, trust that you would be able to handle such a project and return that capital. I mean, like that, you know, it, it, so that the, that idea is just preposterous on his face because not everyone can or wants to buy a house. So right. I don't want cert, certain people will be renting forever. Sure. Or for as long as they have to, or whatever the case may be. And there are, and there needs to be many empty houses that there are homeless people. Yes. Owned by people. Like, so that's, that's, the, that's, the original question was that yeah, you could own stock in ExxonMobil. You're right. I don't. Why? Because I don't want to be part of the fucking system that is causing the problem. I, I get it, but I'm saying like whether or not I personally uh, have stock in Exxon, which I don't know if I do. I don't think I do. Uh, <laughs> whether or not I personally have it doesn't mean that I that decision is a it's a uh, it's a stamp of approval that they can make my investment better, but it's not necessarily a stamp of approval of their business acumen. Or it their, is though in it a way. Is. And I, I think that they're going to be successful enough to 
continue right. to make money for me. You're supporting their stock price. Yeah. And by supporting their stock price, you are you're supporting capital the in there. Yeah. Yes. So you but with the with intent, but with the intent that the money comes back to you. No. If you're going to if you're going to be if you're going to be uh, investing based purely off of uh, how you feel about all the companies that you invest in, you will not have a very rich or deep stock portfolio. No, I do not have either of those things. Right. But, but I have just... a clean conscience and I can <laughs> live with that. Yeah. Uh, I stay. I'm a man of my word. Uh, the first rule, the first law of the book of Omar Man's got to have a fucking code. Yeah. And I got a code and I live by my code and that's it. Uh, I don't support shit that I don't support. Uh, I mean, listen, could I, could I have, I am smart enough to have made far more but money I mean, in like, my life than I would Literally everything at some point goes to something you can't support. Like what? I, I mean, like, I don't know the specific journey I, of the I black. Buy, I buy degree deodorant because that is the one that happens to work for me and allegedly leaves less white streaks on fucking black shirts, which I wear a lot of. Right. I buy black T-shirts from JCPenney. Now, arguably, I don't haven't sourced the T-shirts. I have no idea. They could be made in a factory in, in fucking Vietnam for all I know. Yeah. That I have not done all the research, but I'm also not going to let that obsess, obsession take over my life. However, I do know the U.S. military. If you military found is, out, you would change. Oh, 100%. If I yeah. found out, if it became, if I became aware, and I, I'm going to try to not, uh, like, oh, I see a story about JCPenney t-shirts. Let's <laughs> not read that because I don't want to read something that's fucking yeah, yeah, going to yeah. change my mind. I don't do that either. But if I became aware, I would stop buying the t-shirts. I became aware of how wasteful plastic bags are. So what did I do? <laughs> I paid $25 for a set of six reusable bags. Now, yeah. these are also a petrochemical. Absolutely. Harmful to the environment? Arguably so. I have used nothing but these bags for the last six months, which means they have more than paid off their debt in petrochemical damage to the uh, environment by me not using a re uh, one-time-use plastic bag. Yeah. So, I... Got, man's got to have a code to me and lives by it. I could have made more money. I had chosen not to. But you I'm, can invest in ExxonMobil, but they're fucking destroying the environment. You can invest in Nike, but they're fucking having slave workers in Vietnam. I can't wear I can't wear Nikes because they have slave labor in yeah. another country. If I found out the t-shirt company was doing it, I would do that too. Degree is part of Unilever, one of the many companies of Unilever. And Unilever makes some products like they own the company that made Zyklon B. Yeah. So... Do I not use deodorant? Well, the, the problem is there are four, four companies that make every brand of deodorant unless you're going to buy some like really organic homemade stuff. Yeah. And I haven't been exposed to any I mean, of that either, stuff. I mean, either even Tom's Originals is owned, owned by like Unilever or something yes. at this point too. Yes. So. so like you think you're buying it's like, oh, this is all organic coffee. Yes, this is organic. This is a low, uh, what's it called? Uh. The locally thing where, sourced or no uh, where uh they pay the the growers like a living wage right oh, yeah yeah the, like whatever. equitable uh, sure yeah. but the company that owns that coffee brand is still maxwell house which is still craft which is still whatever yeah it, pepsico you're, you're still paying the same companies you you can't only you can only limit it as much as you can limit it but that is because we are forced to participate in this globalized owned by very few people economy i don't like that so what do I do? I come on here every week and I preach something different. 
Would I buy a different product if I could? I absolutely would. Would I make my own t-shirts if I could? I absolutely would. Can I? I do know how to sew and I do know how to make t-shirts. But at some point, something's got to give. What am I? I'm going to work 85 hours a week and then I'm going to go home to my own sweatshop, which is what my apartment would turn into, yeah. where I make my t-shirts because they're going to fall apart real easy. And uh, nothing worse than being on the scooter and having that shirt just like <laughs> whip, off <laughs> into the, whip off into the wind. Fucking Fabio style. Uh, so we do what you can do. But every, I, a man's got a code. We're built differently. I, you and I understand. Mobile. No, no. And I, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand the awful, uh, the awful things that cryptocurrency is doing to the environment, mostly because... Uh, people are trying to get rich quick off of mining it, which is turning into a humongous thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, the point I made to you before, uh, which is, you know, the guy who created Dogecoin said he did it in two, a couple hours. Yeah. He literally did not think there would be any negative consequences. He did it as a joke. And I yeah. don't blame him. I blame the idiots who are out there causing the damage now. Oh, I know. But I'm saying, like, the idiots who are causing the damage now are either... Doing it because the local regulations wherever they live allow them to do that, or B, are choosing to do it in inefficient manner manners in the hope that they make money from it one day, which is the like there's unintended consequences of literally everything. And uh, I'm not saying that that should give a pass to cryptocurrency and how the the energy usage is going right now. Uh, I think that something will come along at some point that will try and regulate this as best as humanly possible but it's also a largely unregulated kind of world that it that it exists <laughs> so i mean like it's it's tough to you know it, 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 it even if even if you come in with the best of intentions of we're going to fix the things that are wrong with crypto with uh bureaucracy mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself in the same place where i'm sure there were people who said oh, this war on drugs sounds like a really great idea. Let's get everyone off the drugs. And then you realize that all the things that you did in the war on drugs to try and decrease drugs actually increase drugs. Right. Well, Made I, it a bigger thing as opposed to a smaller thing. All, you know, of, like, all of these solutions come down to two things. One, uh, making money is king. So capitalism is inherently corrupt. And two, legislating morality doesn't work. Uh, you want Bitcoin? Great. So let's create an economy where it's not based on the gathering of wealth in the hands of a few people. Jeff Bezos has an, uh, the same amount of money that if I gave you $5,000 a day for 360 years, you would not have the amount of money that he has. You would have $1 billion, and he has 300 of yeah. those. Uh, it's more money than a human being can spend in a lifetime. So instead of having that system, have one where we focus on other things other than the gathering of wealth. That fixes the whole destruction of the planet to try and make a dollar. I mean, if you're talking about people who are stashing currency, you know, the top 1% yeah. of people have money that it just sits there because it makes them more money. It's a symptom of capitalism. Right. So but I'm let's saying, stop that. I'm saying like, you know, the somebody has money they're never going to spend because they're 80 years old and they have $9.7 million. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do to spend $9.7 million in the next couple years that they're living yeah so they'll they'll spend what they need to and they'll pass the rest off to a kid or something like that and, and i think that, that is that kid will be a shitty person inequitable per an equitable system so destroy the whole thing well <laughs> i'm saying if you do that then the bitcoin certainly becomes a currency 
Yeah, but, uh, uh, arguably, yes, but uh, the other side of that is the legislating morality. The war on drugs example. Uh, why do we need a war on drugs at all? Let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. And that's where they intersect. Because then communist system where Bitcoin still arises, but it does it responsibly because we just need an exchange of yeah. goods over the Internet that's not trackable. Fantastic. Nobody's looking at it anyway. Uh, no war on drugs. You can buy cocaine with a Bitcoin that doesn't destroy, with a cryptocurrency that doesn't destroy the environment and have it delivered to your door. Isn't that amazing? Well, you know what dip you should buy? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know that this place has a dip in it. That's for fucking sure. Oh, the answer. I'm Corey. Oh, the answer.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. Find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at Legends Studio 5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, a video is done. Just has to be Came uploaded. up. It got put up, right? It got put up last Not week. Not yet. It was promised. It has, uh, has to go up, but it will be up. So uh, check that out. And uh, we still have a couple days left of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So uh, I will uh, be making a video in that, uh, <laughs> that vein. Before the end of Mental Health, health Awareness Month. So we can so. expect that for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month 2022. Got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Sit in, the, sit in the chamber until then. Oh, is that it? That's yeah, all that's, that's what uh, I got. Okay, all right, well, sure, yeah. Uh, wait, let me, I wasn't ready for a transition. I thought there was more. Uh, you can find me, all your social networks, at Robert and Cheek. I post uh, a lot of stuff that is just similar to what you have here. Uh, um... Oh, uh, I posted on my Instagram story the the uh, Kristen Wiig crying meme saying me sitting outside of the job I hate just because uh, society refuses to collapse. So <laughs> that's what you can expect. That and more fun stuff over on Instagram at Robert and Cheek. Check out my website, robertandcheek.com, where you can find links to all the stuff that I'm working on. There's nothing. I'm not working on anything. <laughs> I'm just, just subsisting in life. So, uh, But yeah, all that stuff's over there. Oh, Viral's books. <laughs> oh. At least there's that. Yeah. Uh, no, we had like a, like a little lag there on the uh, on OBS. But anyway, oh. that's okay. I, it lagged out your uh, yawn, so nobody saw that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the Earth Anthem podcast, part of the Earth Anthem digital network for Corey and producer Brooks and producer Roberto and uh, his uh, beautiful girlfriend, Katia, who is available for your booking if you saw her on the show and you want to book. Make sure you book her. Uh, and Rachel, who is most certainly asleep by now. This is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Buy the dip. <laughs> Don't buy the dip. Sell it all. Crash the market. <laughs>